You're listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast, episode number 53. In today's episode, I have the joy of interviewing my friend and client, Kamisha Terrell. Not only is Kamisha an amazing coach, she's also a keynote speaker and author. Her book, Happiness in Spite Of, talks about her journey back from trauma, the steps that she took, and she helps other people wanting to improve their relationship and self-discovery with these amazing steps. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. Welcome to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy, and on this show, we talk about inspirational journeys in life and entrepreneurship. Through soulful conversations with inspiring guests, you're sure to get clear, get organized, get enlightened, and get moving on your dream business with the perfect blend of strategy and alchemy. Hello and welcome back to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm very excited to introduce you to my amazing guest today is Kamisha Terrell, who is a relationship and self-discovery coach, someone who I've had the great pleasure of working with for around about the past six months. And I'm just so excited to have her on the podcast to share with her, share with you her incredible journey. Welcome, Kamisha. Thank you. And for our listeners in Australia, please share where you're located in the world so people know because um, a lot of my listeners are Australian uh, Australian listeners. So I'm in the United States, probably about three-hour drive from New York. Beautiful. I'm a in, long way um, from here. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, and it's about three hours from New York. Awesome. And somehow we've made the um, the time zones work. It's, uh, it's often a little bit of a challenge working around the world, but um, it's just been so fantastic working with you and getting to know your story. And I'm so, so excited to have you on the podcast because I just think your story is so inspirational and what you and your work is, is transformational. So let me tell you a little bit more about Kamisha for those of you who don't know her. Um, and and really get to know her story. Kamisha is a relationship and self-discovery coach, keynote speaker, facilitator, and author. She's well known for focused listening, powerful questioning, and the way she emphasizes self-love. Kamisha empowers her clients to break free from past trauma and breathe new life into themselves and their relationships. Even as a young person, Kamisha had a knack for supporting and guiding people. She served as a peer counsellor through her school years before beginning her formal coaching journey in 2009 when she was appointed marriage ministry leader and coach at her church. In that role, Kamisha provided extensive pre-marital and marital coaching, facilitated workshops and provided relationship crisis intervention. After discovering her love for coaching and much prompting from those closest to her, she went on to continue her education at World Coach Institute to become a certified professional coach. After graduating, she started Kamisha Terrell Coaching, where she has the pleasure of working with individuals, couples, and organizations. 
As a marriage officer, her coaching service offers marriage ceremonies and vow renewals. When not supporting others in restoring their relationships, Kamisha can be found hanging out with family or friends and or reading a book. She also enjoys spending time by the water and traveling. Welcome, Kamisha. That is um, that's such a, a great story and you know, one that is just really inspiring given that you know you've had this very long career in coaching yes thank you thank you I appreciate it I love coaching and and you have been so influential in your community with people of all ages it's certainly been a theme in your life We've touched on that, but I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into what really led you to niche down into the area of relationship and in particular self-discovery coaching. So I'll start with self-discovery. So I went through a period in my life um, after, it was even after I began the coaching through the marriage ministry and a very traumatic period happened in my life. And as I sat with myself and kind of reflected over trying to determine like kind of how I got there, right? Because I, I believe that we have to first know how we got here. So one, we don't repeat the patterns. And um, two, so we kind of know how to get out. And so I spent some time, um, and I'll say it was like my last, growing up, I experienced a lot of abuse. So that was like my last abusive relationship. And I was just like, how did I get here? Like, how did this happen? And what I realized is that I had a lack of self-love. And so I went on this journey to begin loving myself And when I started to love, I realized I didn't know myself. So I couldn't love myself because I didn't know Mm -hmm. myself. So I really had to take time and get to discover me. And then I realized that the relationship with yourself, it's your foundational relationship. And so without loving me, I could believe that I was loving others and I was loving them the best that I could, but not as well as I would have liked to. And it truly is our foundational relationship and everything in life to me is relationships. Um, I was able to niche down because I realized that that's what people were coming to me, talking to me about the most. Um, I was always getting relationship questions or even a lot of entrepreneurs would seek me out for coaching, but even in entrepreneurship, it was like this relationship piece. It's like, I want to grow my business, but everyone needs something from me. So I don't have enough time to focus on my business because I'm taking care of mom and I'm taking care of the kids and I'm taking care of hubby. And so it was like, oh, okay, we need to learn how to enforce some boundaries so we can protect your, you know, protect your business. Um, Or it would just be these different situations, but even though they're like, I need life coaching or help me launch my business. I noticed that what was standing in the way of most of my clients was something connected to relationships. Mm. Mm. And a lot of the clients that you've worked with have similar stories of abuse and trauma like yours. Is that right? Yes. A lot of them definitely um, trauma. Um, Some forms, various forms of abuse. And again, boundaries tends to be a big one uh, for entrepreneurs. But yes, it's, it's a matter of like, 
trauma changes us, you know, and oftentimes it causes us to have a poor self-image of ourselves. So when I work with my clients, a lot of times it's all about just like encouraging and building up and getting rid of the lies that we've either were told or adopted based upon Mm -hmm. the trauma that we experienced. And so we hit it head on with a lot of love and learn how to love ourselves because when we were abused, we, we took on a false, um, a false belief about what love was and what love looked like. And so just kind of learning, like learning what that looks like, learning that self-love, learning how to talk to ourselves in a loving way, you know, learning how to protect our time. Like, I, like I'm deserving of a successful business. You know, I'm deserving of good things. So I need to protect my time. I need to trust myself, right? Um, all of these different things, yeah. Mm, so great. I know that from working with you, you do have that um, that depth of knowledge around working in a trauma-informed way to support, mm-hmm. you know, to really support the the those people with trauma. And I think you've already touched on this, but, you know, um, that number one thing that you see that leads to the breakdown in relationships being self-love, mm-hmm. you, you, ha- you, would, you scratched on this with, you know, actually helping people with that. What does that mm-hmm. look like? What sort of a method do you use to double down on helping people reveal new levels of self-love. So one of the one of the major components that I use is my breathe method. Um, and so we break down each one. So breathe is an acronym. Um, you heard me say boundaries, right? Because anything worth having is worth protecting. And I think of boundaries like a fence. You know, like a lot of times we value our home because our home represents family and our home, you know, represents um, sometimes achievement. And so we'll put a fence around it to say this is my property versus this is the neighbor's property. So um, the B for breathe and breathe is boundaries. The R is for respect and self-love. Um, The first E is that examination that I was talking about, like looking at how did I get here? What different things happened in my life to make me believe what I believed, to make me accept what I accepted, you know, or um, how did it how did it even shift my goals in life? So we do a lot of examination. After that, we get into acceptance learning how to accept ourselves exactly as we are, you know, learning how to accept the things that's happened in our life, you know, like not saying, oh, I wish this didn't happen. No, it happened. I accept it. I may not like it, but I can accept it. I don't have to be in denial. I don't have to avoid it. I don't have to run from it, but we can truly just accept it. Um, The T is for trust learning how to trust ourselves again. Because when you've experienced severe trauma, the first thing that we tend to do is blame ourselves. How did I get myself in this situation? Um, How did this happen? How did that happen? And then something happens in our brain that says, well, because I made that choice, I can't trust myself anymore, right? Because I made a decision that didn't keep me safe or, you know, I made the, and we think about all of the, the choices that we made that maybe weren't favorable in our eyesight. And so trust, learning to trust ourselves, 
teaching, I teach my clients how to even know what their intuition is. Like, how do you know the difference? Because when we've silenced it for so long, that voice starts getting so faint that it's hard to hear. So sometimes we do simple practices such as saying, um, when you're sitting with yourself, you can say, yes, 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 yes. And figure out where do you feel that in your body? It's different for everyone. And then you can say, no, 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 no. And where do you feel that? And that'll kind of give you a gauge of what feels like a yes in your body and what feels like a no in your body, right? So just learning how to trust. We do a lot of healing exercises. The H is for heal. So just everyone is different, but what needs to be healed? Sometimes it's writing letters to yourself. Sometimes some of my clients have had to confront um, their abusers when they've gotten to the place that they feel safe and sound and confident. Um, And then the last E is for esteem. So now we build that esteem back up and build that confidence and to be able to flourish and live the life that they want to live. Um, So it's a little different for each person, but that's pretty much the journey that we go down. Mm, I I just love this method. I know that you know that. I've told you lots of times. Uh, I just feel like there's so much depth in in your breathe method. You know, it Mm -hmm. just covers so much. But one of the things I really love about it is that the way that you help your clients really discern, you know, around learning to trust themselves again, you know, really harnessing those skills of discernment of is that true, you know, why why have I made that decision before, where did I go wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and finding that ability to discern again so that they can mm-hmm. They can make good decisions for their life. I recently recorded a podcast on that exact topic. Um, But also, you know, that just that you talk so much about, you know, that examination and that that healing as well, being a part of it and and building someone back up. Um, It's just, it's such a great, it's just such a great method. I love it so much. And look, it's so great. It just perfect segue to my next (laughs) question. Tell us about your book, Happiness in Spite Of. Um, So Happiness in Spite Of was, I guess I'll, I'll say it was a big, it was a part of my journey. So when I was dealing with a lot of the trauma that I dealt with um, growing up, I dealt with sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, um, even spiritual abuse as I became an older adult, um, like just being connected to certain churches and people who just didn't have my best interest at heart. And because I experienced so much abuse young, abuse was comfortable. You know, like I said earlier, it distorts our view of what love is, you know? And a lot of times once we've experienced abuse or trauma, we seek out what we didn't get. And sometimes it can cause us to be desperate or to seek it out in areas that are not the most beneficial for us. And so all I wanted was to be happy. Ever since I was a little kid and experiencing this, it was like, I want to be happy. I just want to be happy. What's going to make me happy? And I went on this journey and I learned and I healed and I experienced therapy. I had some coaching. And one day I was reflecting and I realized I'm happy. 
Like, I'm really, truly happy. It did not look like what I thought it was going to look like. Like, for some reason, happiness was like the TV vision for me. Mm, you know, it was like something oh, external. The lilies. Yes. And mm. I was just like, no, I'm happy. So mm. I got the idea to write my book and to like really outline how I got there. Like, what were the steps? Like, what did I really dig deep into to get to this place of happiness? Um, one of the most profound things for me is I had written my entire book and a big part of while I was writing my book, my mother was dealing with cancer. And mm -hmm. I say we fought cancer because I was by her side day and night. Um, mm -hmm. And I had written, written every chapter except for the H in heal. Mm. And the book really, I'll say, honestly, the book wrote itself. Like it was times that I'd be in bed sleep and words would just come to my mind and I'd get up and type or I'm somewhere watching TV and words came to my mind and I'd get up and type. So it really wrote itself. But when it came to heal, words did not come to me. And so I just waited for them, like I did the rest of the book. And then my mom transitioned. And, you know, like we lost the fight to cancer. And she transitioned. And then that's when the words came. Um, and I believe I needed a fresh healing. I had healed from so much, but it allowed me to give a very fresh and real healing to that chapter. Um, and so really it was just, it's, it's my journey. It's how I learned boundaries from a person who had never seen them. I've never, like, there were not boundaries in my family. We were, we weren't, I wasn't allowed to have boundaries. Simple things like, I don't like this food. I don't want to eat it. I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to say it's too hot in my room. I don't want the heater on. Like I, you know, my father treated me as an extension of him. If he liked peas, I needed to like peas. If he was cold, <laughs> I was cold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, um, I think a lot of people listening could relate to, to that upbringing. And, and, you know, thank goodness we've moved into a time where we can actually question that kind of thinking and that parenting style and go, well, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that was like, you know, the first one. And then again, just like learning self-love. And again, like you said earlier, I thought it was like happiness and self-love. I thought it was this external thing, but the reality is a big part of self-love is really just having loving thoughts towards ourselves. Choosing to have those thoughts, right? Yeah. Like that's a big part of it. When we take an inventory, which is something that I encourage my clients to do is take an inventory of your thoughts. And when we take, and they could be just the smallest ones, like the Wi-Fi is not working or, you know, something simple. We put the wrong password in and we'll be like, Oh, I'm so stupid. You know, just mm. like those small that you're not thinking yes. that's not loving. You know, mm -hmm. we don't talk to our children that way. We don't talk to our friends that way, mm -hmm. but we so easily talk to ourselves that way. So some of the mm -hmm. things we do is that I had to do was take an inventory and I grew up with my father calling me dumb and stupid. So I didn't use the words, you're stupid, right? But I still would like get frustrated with myself. I still had these really high expectations. And when they weren't met, it was like, you should do better. You should be better. Mm -hmm. Opposed to having the same grace 
that I had with others. So, uh, you know, that's just such a great exercise for everybody to do, you know, even, even as a mindset coach, I know, uh, you know, I, I have a very negative dogmatic father who, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an only child like you, I asked my mum to cancer and also went on my own healing journey. I could just so relate to that story. Um, but, you know, I, because I was around that energy all the time of, you know, mm-hmm. something's not working, the remote control wouldn't change the TV from from the chair, heaven forbid, you had to get up and either change the batteries or turn, you know, turn, change it <laughs> manually. Um, but the negative response that that would bring up or the berating, you know, um, the frustration, it, it is, it's programming into us. And I think mm-hmm. that's such a, such a great exercise for everybody to do is to take, to take a bit of an inventory of their thoughts that, that just play because mm-hmm. they're on autopilot, right? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's actually that responding you know, mm-hmm. it's this, the thoughts that is the response to the trigger and how, yes. what program we choose to run from that point is, that's huge. That's got a massive impact on our happiness. It really does. It really does. And we can't change what we, we're not aware of. So the, that first part is becoming aware. Um, becoming aware of our feelings. What are our feelings trying to tell us? A lot of times... Mm you know, we will have a lot of anger and it's like, I'm angry. And it's like, no, typically when we experience a lot of anger, it's because a boundary has been crossed, you know? And and sometimes it's uncommunicated boundaries or even boundaries we're not even aware of. Because like you said, we're on autopilot, we're moving, we're doing, especially us women, right? Like we're taking care of the home and we're, we're taking care of the job and we're taking all of these different things and we're on autopilot and we mm-hmm. very rarely slow down enough to like pay attention. Like, what are my feelings saying? How do I feel? You know, what am I thinking? How do I feel about this? And then once we can get that awareness, then we can learn how to start expressing it, you know, to say, "Mm, that doesn't really work for me. No, I don't quite like that. But if we're not aware, you know, in the beginning, people would say, what do you want to eat for dinner? I don't know. And I really did not know. I didn't, I was so used to eating what everyone else wanted to eat and doing what everyone else wanted to do because that's how I was conditioned. And so I repeated those patterns until I was broke down and I didn't have anything else to give. Yeah. Yeah. Kamisha, I know you are an incredible family person. Like family is everything to you. And, you know, I think one of the things that is often, I want to say misinterpreted in the personal development world, particularly when people hear the boundary word, they mm-hmm. think that it has to be kind of like a big F you to everybody around them, mm. particularly their family. And sometimes when people are new to the personal development world, that is actually the way that it is interpreted. And then they, you know, they kind of put up these harsh mm-hmm. boundaries that sort of, you know, shock the shit out of their loved <laughs> ones and fracture relationships in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I feel like you could really help us with this because I know what a family person you are and yet 
the people in your, you know, there are members of your family that like you've already expressed that, you know, have, you know, have caused you harm at points in your life. How do you navigate that now in order to have healthy relationships with those family members that, you know, keep you and them happy and relating positively? Um, So the first thing I would say is you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of it comes from like when we put up these huge like boulders, right? Instead of boundaries um, are these, these walls opposed to fences. You know, the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing about a fence is a fence has an opening, you know, you can open it to let in who you need to let in and close it, you know, to let out who you need to let out, or it's this exchange, you know, today may be a good day for Roger and tomorrow may not be a good day for Roger, you know, but it comes from getting to know ourselves. Um, And then a lot of times we have this all or nothing thinking. And I think that's what happens is we're like, I took enough crap, you know, like I took enough of it. I don't want to take any more. So now I'm, And then when we go to this next extreme, because that's what it is, is we've realized we're not happy there either. So mm-hmm. finding, and sometimes it takes going to the extreme to realize that's not it. And then it allows you to come back to that middle ground. Um, so for me, I had, I had to play with it and give myself the grace because even during some of my healing, I needed a stronger boundary than what I needed once I was healed. Right. Um, or during certain periods, like when I was learning to trust myself, I had to learn to not take others advice where now I can, because I know how to trust myself and know how to discern and listen to my intuition. But at a period, I had to have a stronger boundary around that because I wasn't strong enough to trust me. I would take whoever's opinion, even if a little bit of me knew that wasn't best for me. It's like, that feels safe. They, they know better than me. Um, and so it really truly was a process, but it starts with knowing yourself, that examination mm-hmm. and that acceptance. And yes, I am a huge family person. You know, you've heard me say multiple times, you know, I grew up with an abusive father and now I'm blessed to be able to take care of my father. He lives with mm-hmm. me. Um, and I am a big, you know, a big part of his caretaking team. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother was addicted to drugs and a big part of my life. I did not live with her. I was an emancipated minor. Um, I don't know if you, do you guys have emancipated minors in Australia? Um, is I, Maybe just explain what that is, because I think we do, but we might call it different. Okay. So here in the in the States, it's if you're not 18 yet, you can go before a judge and petition to have the rights of an adult. Um, so normally it's like you, you would have to prove that like you've been abandoned or different things. Um, so it's it's an alternative to like foster care. Right. And so yeah. Okay. So yes, I was, I was able to petition the courts and become an emancipated minor. And, but through my healing journey, I was able to be by my mind's side. You know, I was able to learn to love me because when I really loved me, I was able to love other people and, and it was easier to love them because I knew when to stop. I knew when to say today's not the day, you know, today I I just need to not do anything right? Or I need a little bit to, I'm feeling a little raw today. And it it made it easier 
for me to love people. The other thing I was scared of was I was afraid that if I enforced boundaries, people wouldn't love me. If I tell them, no, they're not going to love me. If I tell them, no, they're not going to accept me. If I tell them, no, they're going to reject me. Mm. And that was like really hard for me. That's a big one, isn't it? I think our children learn that from a very, very young age. Yes. It's so, it's a huge one. And Mm -hmm. it's a theme that plays out in our life right through the ages, right through from a very, very young age. Yes. And what I found was that when I enforced boundaries, my relationships actually got stronger. Like the people that I thought were going to reject me and abandon me and do these things, they didn't. It actually got stronger. They actually started giving me the respect that I was yearning for. Mm. And it blew my mind, like blue. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about it is because it's like, it so was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, and, and yeah, my, my relationships Mm. improved. Uh, I have a strong tribe of people who love me and support me and are there for me. Um, like you said, I'm a huge family person. Um, you know, and I've had to enforce boundaries with my children, um, I'm a man mom, so I have a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> a man mom. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a boy mom. They're men now. And um, so I'm a man mom. And, yeah. you know, I just was talking to my 22-year-old. He just called me an hour ago to tell me him and his fiance got a new puppy. And But mm. I've had to enforce boundaries. There were times that he wanted to, uh, what we call lay up with his, his, who's his fiance now and his girlfriend. And I had to say not in my home or Mm. I'm not comfortable with this. And it was scary because it was like, what is that going to do to this relationship? Mm. But what I found is when I was able to enforce boundaries, we have a great relationship. Our relationship hasn't changed. We have NFL tickets to see his favorite football team on Sunday. Mm. We, you know, we hang, he took me to golf with him and his fiance. Like, but these were the things I was, it's like, if I don't give you everything that you want, or are you still going to accept me? And it's that core belief that I'm not enough. Like me mm. alone, just standing in myself, it's that question, am I enough? And I had to test it. And when I tell you it was scary as hell, it was yeah. scary to test it. But when I got on the other side, I'm so glad that I did. He mm. respects me. His fiance respects me. And we had a little bit of a tiff, right? Um, raising boys is a challenge, you know, as you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so teenagers, you know, we had to go through the teenage phase and all these different eras. And sometimes there were moments that I had to have more lenient boundaries. And then there were times that I had to have more strict boundaries. And again, it was very scary to me, but I'm glad that I did because I can honestly say that I am so proud of my, of my men, my young men. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of, they're both men of service. Um, they're, you know, they're in service industries, they're loving, they're caring. We have great relationships. I talk to each one of them at least once a week. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad that I did. Yeah. You created that. And you're a grandmother too. No, not a grandmother. No. I have godchildren. Yeah. You've got godchildren. You've got a little goddaughter, yes. don't you? Yes. Yes. And yeah. I have nieces and a nephew. So I have a big family. Yeah. 
Um, do but it. yes, not yet. Very hopefully much a family host. Hopefully you're speaking it into existence. I'm ready to be a grandma. <laughs> I'm ready. That would be that would be exciting. You know, I was just thinking about, you know, the boundaries and that examination and, you know, they really work so beautifully in sync. You know, it's that examination and that, that really finding more about our deeper knowing of ourselves in order to be able to to say, well, here's that boundary. I'd just like to know one final thing before we we do wrap up. Mm -hmm. But what is the process if someone was wanting to really go down that examination path to help get to know themselves better, what's that process that you walk your clients through in helping them do that e-piece of your overall method what is that examination piece that says this is me this is what I believe and this is this is how I want to be treated and and all of those things so a lot of times we start again back to that trauma so we'll start again like visiting the different um, phases of your life so and we all break them up different. Like everyone doesn't say, oh, grade school, teenage, adulthood. Some people have, when I lived here, when I moved here, when my parents divorced, when my grandma died, like, so I allow my clients to determine their journey. And we look at the different parts of, of your life, of your journey. Like, what was your chapter one? What was your chapter two? What did you learn from that? And then I encourage them to challenge that. Okay, so so maybe in this chapter, you said, I learned I can't trust people. Is that true? Is it really true you can't trust people? Do you have anyone in your life you can trust? And a lot of times we'll realize that we took on these mindsets that aren't really true. Or what what, what did we learn about relationships from our parents, whether it's spoken or non-spoken? You know, like... My father was abusive. And so my mom taught me that women are to be passive. And and it was in, instilled in me, like, don't get your father upset. Don't do that. That's going to get him upset. So, and, and I do really well at following instructions, right? And so I learned, don't rock the boat. Don't make people upset. And then really breaking it down to say like, okay, is this a belief that I, I choose to keep? Do I want to mm-hmm. keep this? Um, And then the other part is really getting in touch with your feelings. I encourage my clients to download a feelings app. Um, There's a really great one that um, is actually free. Um, I'm trying to, it's in the app store, um, but it's actually a free app and it can send you a notification. It's like, it's black on the background with like a rainbow heart. And it's in the Mm -hmm. app store and it was created by um, a university. I don't remember which one, but it can send you notifications to um, for you to check in on your feelings um, Mm. anywhere from two to four times a day. And you'll get a pop up and then you can put information in like it, it gives you a bunch of different words. You tap the word and it tells you the meaning of the word. And then you can put in notes as to why are you feeling this way? So. And then at the end of each week, you can analyze. So sometimes we have conversations about, okay, was in, it's like high energy, pleasant, low energy, pleasant, high energy, unpleasant, low energy, and each one has a color. So we look at analyze. Did you, were you mostly yellow, which is high energy, pleasant? Were you mostly red, low energy, unpleasant? And what contributed to that? 
Um, mm. Because a lot of times when we're in that autopilot, we're angry and we don't even know. So now we need yeah. to unpack that. Okay, mm. you were angry because your mother yelled at you. Or it it helps us notice a pattern. Oh, my boss yelled at me. My mother yelled at me. My cousin. Okay, so now you know you don't like to be yelled at. So how can we communicate that in an effective way to the people closest to you to speak with you differently? Because we might not even know. We just know that we're angry. We just know that we're sad and we may not be able to connect that. So those are some of the ways. Uh, One of the things I tell my clients is if you didn't like it the second time, you're not going to like it the hundredth time. Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. So why do we keep putting up with it? We let it slide. Like I thinking it's going to get better. We want to give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it'll stop. And we got to realize like, no, I didn't like it. It's never going to. Yeah. It's never going to, unless we draw the line in the sand and say, this is, this is enough. Yeah. So all of that is a part of examination. Mm. All of it is a Mm. part of the journey. And what I love about the work that I do is everyone's individual. So every journey looks different, Mm. Um, but it's really getting in touch with that. What are the lessons that you were taught? What, what did you learn about roles and relationships? Period. Like not just romantic relationships, your relationships. Again, I learned not to rock the boat. And so Mm -hmm. I took that into my job, you know, into my careers. I took that into my friendships. I took that into every area of my life because that's what I was taught when, when I, um, was at one of the churches that I experienced spiritual abuse. There were things that I saw that I thought that doesn't make sense, but because I had that programming, don't rock the boat, don't speak Mm -hmm. up, be quiet, be seen, not heard. I just sat back. Like a shutting down of your own intuition. Yes. Mm. So I, I, you know, so that's one of the things that's really heavy in the examination. And then Mm. like thinking about what choices got me here. Clearly we don't want to be here. You know, you've hired a coach, you're, you know, we're, we're, we're in this. So what choices got me here? And then where do I want to be? What's that vision? What, what type of woman do I want to be? What type of relationships do I want to have? How do I want mm. people to see me? How do I want to see myself? Okay, now let's come up with the steps to get there. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Kamisha, you are such a fantastic coach. You really, the work that you do is so profound and I'm just so grateful to, to know you and to have you on the podcast, but also um, to have worked with you as well. It's just such a great honour. I have a, a few questions if uh, if you would uh, entertain me for longer with this. Uh, this is <laughs> sure. a few questions that I ask every guest on the show. So okay. um, the first one is how would your folks describe what you do for a living? So how, how does your family or your dad um, describe these days what you do for a living? <laughs> I think he's, he still tries to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> it's like, people pay you to talk. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, a lot of times we have to have like these references. And what's interesting is it's like, everyone knows Yala Van Zandt. They're like, Oh, like, like Yala Van Zandt. I'm like, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think that that's how he would kind of describe it is like, 
I talk, like I talk, oh, you talk to people. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's so funny. Like even when I like published my book um, and again, my father's sick and he has like a learning disability and just different, you know, different things. And so even when I published my book and I was, he's like, that's your book. And I'm like, yeah, you see my name on it, dad. And he's like, that is your book, you know, like, so it, it was, it was, it was funny when I'm talking to them. Um, I wish my mom would have been able to see it published. Um, mm-hmm. but she was a very, you know, big part of like, even the writing. And I always yeah. say she's always been my biggest fan. Um, yeah. so yeah. And, and she's always just told me, like it, that's you. Like she loved to tell me the stories about when I was younger and how this is in alignment. Um, because I also teach workshops and, you know, facilitate workshops and, um, seminars and things. And she's like, I remember you would put your baby dolls on the couch and you would just like talk to them and like play (laughs) school and all these things. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. So good. Uh, what has been the most joyous part of your life and business journey to date? Seeing women love themselves, like seeing that confidence, seeing someone who questioned themselves and now they have like this, this great holistic life. Um, you know, like in seeing the transformation, I remember working with one client who just had like a concept, like an idea. And I I guess I would say it's the light bulb. And then I love being able to see when it's manifested. Um, you know, her and her husband were having bumps in their relationship. And I want to say they just celebrated 25 years of marriage. Um, she has a full blown um, makeup line. Well, she was starting with her makeup line. Now she has a whole spa. So she has a facial line and a makeup line and she does brows and lashes and, you know, all of these things. And I remember when it was a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's that part. Like I have another client who uh, she works with doulas and she had this concept to have this birth class in a box is what it's called. But when we first started working together, she wanted it to be at baby showers. And it's this whole educational like box. And it teaches you all about natural childbirth. And she's like, yeah, we can do it at baby showers. And I remember us sitting down and I'm like, no one wants to learn about this at baby showers. We need to find <laughs> another way to market this. And- <laughs> And like the light bulb, she's like, you're right. And, you know, now she sells it to other doulas and I see like her commercials and how, like how much it's evolved and has changed. Um, And so that's the most joyous part. Like just being, I guess they, now that I'm a man mom, like their projects and their relationships have become my babies, you know? And I just, I love to see it grow. I Mm. love to see it grow. And I love the relationships I build, you know, like my clients are, as you know, right? Like lifelong friends. I love to meet amazing people and have amazing relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's really obvious having, having had the privilege of getting to know you. It's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a big part of who you are for sure. You, 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 you walk your talk, Kamisha, that's for sure. (laughs) 
Um, where can people firstly get your book and also find and follow you? Um, at my website, KamishaTarot.com. So you can purchase my book on my website. Um, I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok all under Kamisha. Well, no, I think TikTok is Coach Kamisha, but Facebook and Instagram is Kamisha Terrell and KamishaTarot.com. And Amazing. I just want to we'll have those links in there. <laughs> okay. I want to take a moment to say thank you, Sharon. Um, it's been a pleasure to speak with you and it's been truly a pleasure to work with you. Um, I appreciate all that you've done to help me grow my business and just be able to help more people and to be more impactful, to get more clear. Um, I really appreciate you. It has really been a pleasure. Oh, so much gratitude. It's, it's, it's been so wonderful working with you. I've, I've absolutely loved it. And I just, I am so passionate about your work. I remember the first time that we met and you told me about your breathe method and I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is just so good. This is so good. Yeah. Um, I just love it. Love your work. And um, I love the work that you continue to do in the world, you know, right throughout your family, your community and, and reaching far, far, far beyond. Um, Thank you so much for your time today. And yeah. and I'll be making sure that all of those links for people listening will be in the show notes. Um, so make sure that you go and find Kamisha, get in touch. If you are looking for a self-discovery or relationships coach, she is definitely your gal. And um, and I know that you'll just absolutely adore her. Thank you, Kamisha. Thank you. So good to see you again. Good to see you too. Have a good Thanks, one. Everyone. Bye. to the joyous journeys in life and business podcast i'm your host sharon joy jump on over to find me on the web at sharonjoycoaching.com this podcast is proudly recorded and produced on gunbangia land and brought to you today by my solid membership solid business for soul-led women